What's up, y'all? It's the world famous Ben Right here. Hey, you are now listening to the Sounds of the Scramble Life Podcast. Are you ready? Hell yeah. All right, here we go. See you. 
up, Al? Yo, yo, yo. Yeah. Did you hear any of that? I heard all of that. That was sounding real crispy and loud. I felt like I was in the trap house. Man, you got to play that shit in the car. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, it, it, I, I saw you was putting your Michael Jackson videos up earlier, just celebrating your work you did with him. Indeed. But this shit right here, this is a story behind this too, I'll tell you off the show. But um, this song, what we just heard, is from a project called This Is Lit. <laughs> and okay. uh, the artist is Michael Trapson. Now, he's a Michael Jackson impersonator, but he's a Michael Jackson impersonator on another level. And uh, his whole shit is just very interesting to me. I, I just found the whole shit intriguing. And, you know, this was one of the lead singles off the project. Actually, it was like the second or third single, but it was called All This Glow. All This you, Glow. Yeah, you can go on any social media or um, streaming service and you'll see it there. But, yeah, it's Michael Trapps. And I think he he's originally from Philly, but he's out in L.A. or something like that. But, yeah. Mm. But, yeah, y'all, we back again. And, um. You know, we're here for another yeah, yeah, show. Yeah. We got some interesting subjects to talk about this week. Um, first thing we'll talk about is L and his beef with Spotify or him being a protester against Spotify with the shit everybody's doing. So let me explain first. Within the music industry, if you have made a record or whatever, independent, major or whatever, they'll show you on Spotify at the end of the year what your stats are. So it shows you how many plays you got, how many streams, how many countries, this, that, and the other. Now, this guy is saying, fuck that shit. It's all a bunch of bullshit. I don't even really want to take part in it. So I want you to explain to the people your thoughts on that whole thing with the putting the thing up on your page. Like all every other artist out there, why you don't really don't want to do it or you're not comfortable with it. Well, you know, my stance on it is that, first off, you know, me being from Brooklyn is suspect. Anytime <laughs> you have, you know... Uh, people having uh, revenue being generated off of, you know, someone else's work or art, it can always be infiltrated and corrupted. So, you know, I don't have any information that came across my desk to indicate that this is all validated information. And when you see the masses in the crowd doing something, the way I was raised and my whole spidey antennas is, that's the, that's the block I'm not going to go down because that is just looking too suspect and everybody's doing it. The whole folding herd is in on it. Yeah, That's really not for me. I'm going to go the other way and take the slow, gradual approach and get mine organically and make sure that my shit is legit incredible. Now, that's not to say that whoever's posting is not getting these streams and whatever it is they're doing. But again, at the same time, like you and I was talking off the record, what does it really mean, though? So yeah. I got 8 billion streams. I mean, is that to say, yo, look, this is the money I'm getting or, you know, there's how many people that to me, like in my position now, it's really not, it's not a big deal to me. Right. You know, no disrespect to Spotify, but it's more like, I'm good. I don't really need to post that up to, you know, give Spotify light off of my works and what people are streaming and listening to. That's just my quick stance on it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, I, I logged in last night and it was something there saying that you had got, you get 6,000 streams a month. Or something like that. Right. I mean, those numbers are whatever, because you know what the shit looks like on the back end when you get those statements from ASCAP or BMI or whatever. So, right, it's whatever it is, and that's that. But check it out. Your favorite artists got their numbers up there on their Instagrams and Twitters and all that. And if they're real, they're real. They're not. They're not. Look at it and you think about it and figure it out. 
But we're going to move on to the next subject and we're going to start off a little something like this. In the buying this building into developing this concept so black people can have somewhere nice to go to, okay? Somewhere where we can feel good about ourselves as they come on. Stop the music, please. Somewhere where our people can feel good about ourselves as a culture, okay? No, no, real talk. And so all this twerking and shit, take it to Prime, take it to Pink, don't bring it here because we're a restaurant. And so beyond that, 75% of my customers are ladies. And I'm on men to show respect for themselves for how they carry themselves here. So how can I tell the men to respect themselves and you guys are twerking on glass here? If you want to do it, get the fuck out of my restaurant. Because I did it for our people and I did it for our culture. So don't do it, no, don't do it again. I don't want to hear it. If you don't like it, get out because I don't need your money. I need to provide something for my people. And don't do it again. Thank you. All right. I hope he ain't the motherfucker cooking my dinner. <laughs> yeah, look. <laughs> All right, so this is the play on this one. This is in a black owned restaurant down in Dallas, Texas. All right, so what happened is you got this guy out there. He's a black restaurant owner. Uh, the name of the restaurant is True Kitchen Plus Cocktails, so or Kitchen and Cocktails. And it's a nice little looking restaurant. They got a nice menu. We'll go over that in a minute. But they just opened about five months ago. The owner is Kevin Kelly. So he what he says is multiple women got up and started dancing on their chairs up against the glass wall, and they were twerking. They wasn't just dancing. They was twerking. So uh, that happened in there, and then he got up and made the statement what you guys just heard basically. All right. So mm-hmm. that's the gist of that story right there. Um, man, oh man, this is what I'll the say. The crowd reaction though, when he said, get the fuck up. They, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, like, that? that, yeah. <laughs> that's when you say, I said, Oh shit. Yeah. That's a black, uh, that's a black uh, crowd up in there. But yeah. that reaction was priceless. Yeah. You yeah. Know, now was, I want to know who was the girl that started it off with the twerk. All right. Who's the DJ, Greg? Who's the DJ? Come I, on, I forgot his name. He was, well, I don't know. He told him to cut it off. He said Damon or something. She's like, cut it off, Damon. Yeah, so, man. Yo, look, all right. So this is what happened. I saw it from <laughs> two different angles. Because mm-hmm. right around the time all this was going on, it was uh, somebody else taping it from another angle, basically. So they were filming the floor. So it was a lot of women in there. I'd say they all were like between 25 and like 55, let's say. So everybody's okay. sitting down chilling. So one or two of them just got up and the girl started twerking and shit. Now this mm. ain't adding up. Now let's use white people as an analogy. Right. When you go into white establishments that are supposed to be, you know, not let's say classy, but you know, just real nice, a nice place to go sit down with your lady or whatever and have a drink or eat or something. Yeah. You ain't gonna see mm-hmm. them popping off. No shit that'll trigger white people. Because <laughs> we did shit to trigger white people too. We're gonna get into that. But you know, you ain't gonna hear no metal or nothing that's gonna trigger white people. So no. the problem I see with this whole venue right here is the shit the music I was I was hearing when the whole video started and the girls started twerking. Cause to me, from mm-hmm. what I heard, I didn't hear the whole record and probably wouldn't know it if I did hear it, but the way the the beat was pitched and the, the drum program and everything. It sounded like that Louisiana bounce music. You know, there you go. So it was a lot of that shit. And look, dude, if you saying you ha- you're gonna have a classy joint, you ain't gonna be playing that type of shit. Bottom line. Bottom line. You gonna have, have your, you're gonna have your DJ playing lo-fi. You know, 
Maybe some shit from That's the right. 70s, 80s, some of the 60s or whatever. Just some shit to keep motherfuckers leveled out. You know what That's I'm saying? Because, right. you know, right. black, people right. was, black people was triggered by drums, especially fast drums. We triggered by that shit. So oh, yeah. you put something on 95 uh, BPM, 101 BPM, 115, 120, motherfuckers is going to go crazy. Right. Just like with white mm-hmm. people. Now with white people, That's you go right. somewhere and you start stringing some fucking strings. They gonna lose their fucking mind. <laughs> you know, they gonna, I'm serious. I've seen. You know, man. Come on. I, I played. I know, I've I seen this shit. I've tested it. No, man. White people love strings. Saying, niggas see, love man. drums. Drums in that bass. That's what we want. And man. that's the name and of this. And that's the name. And that's the name of this episode. <laughs> bass and drum or drum and bass. No, white people love strings. Niggas love drums. Oh man. But anyway, that's but that's the truth. So. If he wants, well, just speaking ahead, realistically from a, from from a DJ's perspective. Yeah. Now you and I both know if we got years ago, if we were hired to do or something. Listen, there's a certain type of music that's going to be played here, yeah. and I know damn well I'm not going to play no drum and bass, nothing that's going to incite these folk to get up and start twerking, especially if lyrically this message is being said out in the open atmosphere through speaker while you eating, talking about shake your ass, gyrate your pussy, and let me. I can't do that. Right. You know, I'll be inciting a riot. Right. You know, the reason why people's phones was out is because those girls started twerking. That, let's get to it. Those phones wouldn't have been out like that cat capturing the owner if those girls wasn't up there. It seems like this culture that we all knew was back underground and subsurface with the strip thing. It's all in the forefront too much. Yeah. It's just too much out there, man. And it wasn't meant to be that way. That was a more secluded thing. For guys or girls, if they want to have a little pleasure, you know, hang out, release from stress, go see that in the underworld. Now yeah. it's like so prevalent out there in the market. It's in restaurants. It's got to stop, man. But, you know, an- an- another another thing, too, urban ain't urban no more. So, of course, it's going to be out there. It ain't, man. You know but listen, I, mean? I got an idea. I'm going to talk to you offline about I'm mm-hmm. going to open up a spot here in Harlem. It's going to be called Crab Legs and Pussy. You know, where you can come on in, twerk all you want, do whatever you want. You know what I'm saying, baby? Get your fingers sticky with that butter sauce. That's the sauce, baby. You're crazy <laughs> as hell. Yeah, go for it. Let's see what happens. <laughs> go for I it. I should get shut down immediately. Hell yeah, it'll be shut down immediately, man. This is crazy, man. You, you fuck around out there. They'll be waiting for but you. But, yo, the good thing is so, his business is booming now, he said, right? Now the yeah, business done picked uh, up and they only doing reservations. Yeah, business is booming. And they're only doing reservations. I even put up their menu here somewhere. Where is that shit at? I just had it a minute ago. Okay, so yeah, I'm looking right. at their menu. They got a nice little menu. So they got the appetizers. Their basic appetizers is uh, dream eggs with blackened shrimp. That's 11 bucks. Cajun mm, crab okay. cakes. One is $15. That shit better be good for 15 bucks. It's the real deal. We're going to have to take a ride down there. Fried pickles for seven bucks. Lamb chops for 25. Cauliflower fried or sauteed for seven dollars. Oh, this nigga's a baller. Oh, he's balling in his restaurant. Oh, yeah. Entrees. And they got different flavors. The different flavors for the entrees is Southern Fried, uh, Nashville Hot, Asian Hennessy, Jerk, and Smothered. So for the entrees, they got chicken for 11 bucks, fish for 13, surf and turf for 39. Shrimp for fifteen, Ooh. lobster tail for twenty one, pork chops for thirteen, lamb chops for twenty five, true vegan bowl for fifteen. That sounds interesting. And then you got the true mm. vegan bowl fish 
for 21, True Vegan Bowl Shrimp for 23, and you got the True Vegan Bowl Deluxe for 30. Mm, I All like right. that, but that's a nice uh, menu right there you just read off. Right, yeah, you know what? I yeah. applaud you, brother, man. Congratulations, man. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations you know, to him and, and his whole business and trying to keep the niggerdom yeah, out of his business, but invite invite the blacks in to, you know, do their thing and chill out and eat some good food. So once again, that right. rest, just to give some props, that restaurant is called True Kitchen and Cocktail, and that's down there in Dallas, Texas. You can look that up online and see what else, you know, he's about and everything that's going on with that. So, that's that. I got a crazy question, man. Why the All right, fuck sure. am I still getting MySpace friend requests? Oh, say where you are? Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. I, who the fuck is on MySpace? I don't know, man. I thought that thing was dead and defunct. Man, what are you getting, emails? Yeah, I get, get notifications? I get emails, and it's mainly on under the old business account, but it's like... Such and such wants to be your friend on MySpace. I'm like, what are they doing? And I was thinking, too, it might be something going on, but I thought a long time ago, I said, with MySpace being dead and still up, is somebody running Mm -hmm. some type of underground pipeline through that shit that we don't know about? Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. There's a lot of things that could be happening on this since everybody (laughs) thinks that's a tunnel that don't exist no more. You know what I mean? Man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What's really going black on? Market. Yeah, man. Something. Something. I don't know. I mean, maybe I need to log in and see what's up. You can log in and check it out. Because I think mine is still active too, right? Yeah, it probably sure. is. I don't remember the password for either one of the accounts, but yeah, I'm going to check that shit out and see what's going on. But yeah, I've been getting a lot of weird MySpace friend requests here lately, and I haven't been active on that thing probably since. 2002? 2008. 2008. Wow. Yeah, 2008. And that's and that's when um that's when Facebook was blowing up. Facebook got hot. What in 2006, I think. But everybody was gradually transferring over from MySpace on over to Facebook. And that's right. how that all played out. Yeah. Okay. You was asking asking me if I had a LinkedIn account too at one point, right? Yeah, I did ask you that. Yeah, man. You see a lot of your old friends on there, believe me. Well, ain't I seeing them motherfuckers on Facebook? Yeah, you know what? You know what's weird? Because we both got like a lot of followers or follow a lot of people, whatever you want to call it. But to me, it's like it's the same people, but slightly different. Okay. So when you get into I'll Twitter, talk. when when you get into Twitter, it's one type of people that follow you or, or you follow, and then you get into Facebook, it's people you grew up with, went to school with, business people, things of that nature. You get to Instagram, that gets a little different because it gets right. into what you're into and shit like that, and also the people that you worked with maybe, but they're kind of into what you're into. Cause I don't know. We talked before about the, the shit I mess with on there, and I. I totally messed my account up, which is a whole nother story. It's a damn near business account now because I do a lot of personal side stuff on here too with my work stuff. But um, you got you got drawn into the matrix. You got drawn in, bro. They caught you. I know, right? <laughs> so I gotta watch everything on here now. But um, so that's that's that. And uh, uh, let's see, with LinkedIn, LinkedIn is LinkedIn. You know, it's professional people that you have worked with over your career. So. Right, right. You know, it's probably eight hundred people on there, but that's mainly work shit. You know, 
know, from the writing stuff mm. to the, the the music marketing stuff and just all the other shit mixed in between. So that's kind of an inter- interesting bunch, you know. Right. So yeah, that's that's what it is. What did you log in yet? I'm trying to. I'm trying to right now. They do got a whole new look, man, and they putting like news and stuff on here. Uh, let me see. Yeah, it looked mad weird. Yeah, it ain't they shit. trying to it do something. Yeah, they trying to do something, man. Valid email. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go to one of my old phones and see. Yeah, don't nobody remember their passwords. That shit been like ten years ago. Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah, but it is, it's a clean look, man. I'll get in. It's a clean look. I'll find out what's going on in here. Yeah, I'll try to log in one day, man. But uh, in other news. There's some other well, well, things. What else we got on the table? What we got on the table? Let's yeah, talk about it. We, I know it's going to get interesting. I know it's going to get interesting. All right, here we go. Scramble right over there. Fox 40 News at 9 starts now. A public confrontation between a summit city official, Uh-oh. her ex-girlfriend, and the ex's new fiance is caught on camera. During the exchange, witnesses say the city leader fired a shot. All of this in the parking lot of the local Walmart. So this video was taken Saturday at around 3.30 in the Macomb Walmart parking lot. The woman that you see with the gun, well, according to police and witnesses, that is Summit Councilwoman Pauline Munley. Witnesses tell us the situation is the result of some sort of domestic triangle. At the end of the day, no matter what happened or what transpired prior to the incident, there was no reason for you to fire a weapon in the parking lot of Walmart on one of the busiest days of the year. So after the councilwoman allegedly fired the shot, it appears in that video that she turned around and pointed the gun at one of the women and then appeared to attack her. So Montley is now charged with domestic violence, simple assault, and also discharging a firearm inside the city. Okay, Pauline. So, yeah, Pauline Munley, she's out there in the middle of nowhere because this happened in Macomb, Mississippi. That's where the Walmart is at. So I'm going to look at the map because we always like to know these locations and what's going on with them. So that's geography, yeah. Yeah, that Macomb. I'm going to zoom in here a little bit. Shit. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Macomb. Let's see what we got on it. Missouri, where is it? Mississippi, right? Mississippi, Macomb, Mississippi. So it's right at the border for New Orleans. So that's a little country town that sits right between Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's another place down there we know? Jackson, Mississippi. Jackson, okay. They're not far from, uh, let's see where else they're not far from. Fuck it, they out there in the middle of nowhere. They're not far from Baton Rouge. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a hop, skip, and a jump. So they're over there in Mississippi popping off guns in the Walmart park, parking lot. What's right. your thoughts Popping on them it? All. And these are elected mm-hmm. officials. What's your thoughts on it? Small town shit. Yeah, that's small town stuff, but it goes to show you, man, that when you're in these relationships, man, no matter what your position is in life, man, it seems like this COVID thing is taking taking effect and impacting people all up and down the scale through walks of life, man, because we just had, what, a couple of weeks ago down in, where was we, Texas? Many 
getting shot in the Walmart parking lot. Yeah. Now we got a pilot pitching somewhere getting shot in the parking lot of Walmart. It's, it's like, you know, is Walmart going to be like how we was talking about Chuck E. Cheese, but now we're going to have to have scanners when you're driving in the joint and making sure everything is all right? I'm going to be honest with you, man. When I used to live in VA and I used to go to the Walmart out there by Virginia Beach, like at 2 or 3 in the morning, I swear to God, that shit was like a nightclub. It was, it, was, it? it was like a nightclub. So, yeah, I, they definitely, I mean, they got crazy security up in there, you know, but you still got to mm-hmm. watch your back. Because like I said in the other show, you got people coming from all walks of life coming here to gather together to shop. It ain't no telling what the fuck is going to happen, you know? No, you never know, man, because you could do like what you said. You get a millionaire coming in there to pick up something for the cheap economic price. Yeah. You might have somebody in there that's struggling, looking, don't know where their next meal coming from, and they just want to get a can of sardines. Yeah. Got to be careful when you're mixing that pot of gumbo like that, especially in the South where everybody could tote. Yeah. You know? So, this yeah. politician, man, listen, baby, uh, hold it together. Hopefully this new marriage or whatever's going on with this other lady, man, hopefully your heart ain't into it too much where you got crushed, but you're definitely on the scene now. But I, I think I might vote for you if I move to a Macomb. Yeah, cause I like your style. It's yeah, brother, yeah, brother. yeah, yeah. Cause she be you out know? there in a lot busting that gun, in a heartbeat, <laughs> in a heartbeat. So yeah, That's other cool. than that, uh, ain't nothing going on. I think you wanted to know what the Peahive was or some shit, right? Yeah, man. Can you talk to me about that, man? What is going on, man? Who is this? All right, Kelsey. So, you know, I mean. All right, so he's not the official leader, but. All right, R. Kelly. We're going to talk about Rob. So with all this shit that's been going on and things are getting quiet and everything, R. Kelly has one person in the forefront that's fighting for him and been there fighting for him, and that's his cousin, Levi Kelly. (laughs) Now, Levi, I think he's in Detroit, and he looks just like R. Kelly, except for he might be a little bit shorter, so he, he got, like, the goatee. Got the ball head. He's he's in the 90s R. Kelly, and he can sing like R. Kelly, too. It's crazy. But he's the main person fighting for his cousin, Rob. And you see him in the forefront. So, you know, we say basically he's the leader of the Peahive. Because, you know, it's a lot of women out there that still support R. Kelly. So, basically, Levi is the leader of it. But if you want to know who Levi Kelly is, don't look for the baseball player. Look for, like, just put in there Levi Kelly, R. Kelly, and it's going to bring up a ton of shit. He's entertaining, too, because... He's mad flamboyant, but the nigga be sitting here talking about his cousin Rob and how fly he is, and he'll have like some Remy Martin and some chicken wings on the table. Some shit. It's crazy. Like, this nigga, what is he on? So, yeah, he's a wild dude, man. So, yeah, you can check that out. That's Levi Kelly. And uh, he's on YouTube and he's on other social media platforms, too. All right. Now, is he releasing music or is he just, you know, he can sing, but he's not really. He ain't doing nothing, man. He, I mean, he probably work or something, but he's just fighting for his cousin Rob. So he's getting on these different video vlog shows and whatnot, you know, beefing with them people that sit up there and try to mess with R. Kelly still. So, you know, he's okay. a, a major defender of his cousin. So any moves go down with the courts and everything, and you want to know about it, go over there and check out Levi Kelly. He's going to put you on to what's going on. Yeah. Levi Kelly, R. Kelly. And, uh, there you go. And that's that. Um, but in other news, people want to know oh, what's going on with the, people want to know what's going on with the concerts. Okay, 
they, they lining up, right? Yeah, they lining up. They lining up for the fall. So what's going on now? It's a lot of things I got here in my email. And it's just saying who's available for work for this fall and winter 2021. Because that's what everybody's booking for now since no, we got to get this shit in everybody's system and this, that, and the other. Everybody's expecting everything to be up and running by August, September. So you got who we got here? George Clinton, One Nation Under Groove Tour. They're looking to put that on the road. Uh, Festival of Praise 2021 with Fred Hammond, Fred Hammond, Marvin Sapp, Anthony Brown, and Leandria Johnson, and some other people. A pop tour with some of them NSYNC dudes. Uh, I love the 90s tour that's going out. Well, that's supposed to be going out for the summer, but that ain't going to happen. That's probably going to be pushed to the fall and winter. Ja Rule's book. Why you say that? They're not going to have this shit ready by the summer, man. Not right, yeah. Because you figure, they have everybody get these fucking shots or whatever, and then you're going to have the people like you who are going to fight against it. They ain't no way, man. They're going to be letting people in these 17,000, 15,000 seat arenas with that shit. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's why everybody's mm. aiming for August, September to start the shows back up. So you got they're right. going on they're going on the road. The drifters, the platters, and the coasters, they're going on tour together. Then you got Naughty by Nature, they're trying to hit the road. Uh Flow Rider, right. Nappy Roots. Remember them? Nappy Roots, that's right. Nappy Roots. They trying to hit the road. Like I said, George Clinton in Parliament and a whole bunch of other fucking people. And I think they were still See, yeah, they're still booking dates for that New Jack Swing tour with Teddy Riley and friends. So I think they're trying to do some things, too. So that's just a few people that's going to be booking dates for next fall and next winter. So when they get all this shit together with these vaccines and whatnot, I just gave you an idea what you guys should be looking for to hit the road. Also, they had another thing that's going out. uh, Let's see. Back that ass up tour. Back it up tour with Genuine. Juvenile, Baby Bash, Frankie J, and other people. So that's another one going out. <clears throat> but the Jacksons, they're going out too. But it's only three of them. Oh, yeah, how many? How many? Three? Uh, it's down to three. So it's just Tito, Jackie, and Marlon. Tito, Jackie, and Marlon. So we missing Michael. We missing Jermaine. And Randy. And Randy. Okay. Randy ain't mm. fucking with him, I guess. He's like, fuck that shit. Mm-hmm. They should bring Janet out, man. Let Janet come through a few times, you know? Yeah, but you know. You know how that works. Mm-hmm. That new Jack, that Teddy and Friends, though, man, that might be, you know, that might be a little something. That might yeah, little something that might be a winner because let me see here. What the, the plan was for that tour, it was supposed to start going out like last or this past summer. But that was Teddy Riley uh, featuring uh, Dave Hollister and Black Street, 112, Next, and Troop. Now that's not but those the packages, with the, way, the way the packages went, you also could put Tony, Tony, Tony in there, After 7, Rex and Effect, Dougie Fresh, Montel Jordan, Kumo D, LB Shore, Christopher Williams, and Shy. So that's, that's what was supposed to be hitting the road, and hopefully that'll get out there by the fall. Mm. That's nice. That's a nice. That's a nice one, man. That, that I, you know, I could listen to all that good music, man. When you mention those artists, man, it just brings me to a point where it's like I could really go to a show like that and enjoy myself. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because they're gonna really be singing and they really gonna be playing instruments. Yeah. You know. Yep. 
Nice. I hope nice. they put that together, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, be on the lookout for those tours. If you if you know your local promoters, tell them to go buy that shit, what I just mentioned. Let's see if it happens. But, happen G, let me ask a quick question. Just just knowing what we know, logistically, how would they do that? Like, you know there could be a demand for that. Would it be a, a situation where, all right, we're going to sell, uh, I don't know, a third of the tickets, and, you know, there will be six seats and spacing, and it will be like you're spread out, kind of like how they're doing that, these um, – uh, baseball games or football games where it's kind of like, you know, it's not a lot of people there. And it's like, what kind of concert would that really be when you don't have a whole arena filled up like that? You know, well, or would it be outside? I don't know. See, like, that's know the whole thing. Like I said, everybody's looking to set shit up for like August, September, October, November, December going into 22. All right. Mm-hmm. So they're saying we're supposed to have this vaccine shit together by what? I don't know. They're starting to put it out there now. So we're talking January, February, March, whatever. Mm-hmm. So let's just say everybody's like almost in the system by April, May, June. We getting there. So I think if they work this shit into the system, it's going to be a matter of showing your car to get in the show and getting your temperature read when you're at the door. Okay. Okay. Yeah, hey. See, that's the thing, man, because even if that temperature is kind of like, that's what they call it, a false positive, because you could be a carrier mm-hmm. and that won't even let someone know at the time that you're taking your temperature, whether or not you have those true underlying, underlining uh, symptoms or not. But Yeah. And then some promoters, you know. they're even booking these dates now just to say, you know, fuck it. So they'll put up 200000 or whatever just to hold it for a market just to see what happens, you know, if there's. Right, the right, country right, right. ain't ready okay. by August or September or November or whatever, and you know, whatever it is, what it is. So yeah, that's yeah. something to keep your eye on. And, all right, uh, yeah, all right. We'll see what happened with those shows. Um, but we're gonna get into a new segment on this show. Now, this is something I thought about a long time ago because this is a big thing, especially in America. Uh, this segment will be mm-hmm. called Teacher Sex. Mm. I'm sure this has been going on since the beginning of time. Where oh, yeah. teachers have had sexual relationships with students, and for a lot of them, they have, they have you know had serious, serious bad outcomes with the whole situation. So, right. in this first one right here, we're gonna get into this lady in Alabama, of all places, right? <laughs> so here we go back in the south. Former, yep, former Alabama substitute teacher pleads guilty to performing a sex act with two students, not one. But two. All right. So a former Alabama substitute teacher has pleaded guilty to charges of having sex with two students. According to court documents, Whitley Mizell of Ragland, Alabama, pleaded guilty to three counts of performing a sex act or deviant sex act. That's mm-hmm. okay. Right. Quick. Or deviant sex sex act with a student. The St. Clair Times reported. So Mizell, 32. She's 32. So she's kind of. Just getting her career going. Uh, worked as a substitute in the St. Clair County system in Alabama. She was arrested back in July of last year. And she was accused of multiple counts of sexual intercourse with two students. All right. So I'm looking at her picture here, too. I don't know. If, did you see her picture? I saw it, brother. I saw it. <laughs> I mean, you know, hey, you know. Come on, man. Come on. Them kids wanted that BBW action. So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the students' names were not released because they were under 19 at the time of the allegations, right? 
So Mizell faced two indictments, one involving two counts with one student and another mm. for allegedly having sex with the other student. So they didn't run a train on her. That's what I thought it was. So it was separate situations. So she was just fucking everybody. And it's probably other ones she that just ain't talking. Right. Yeah. She's going through the whole fucking class. Or Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's so, her thing. yeah, yeah, that's her thing. <laughs> so on Monday, she pleaded guilty to all three counts and will serve her sentences concurrently. Uh, circuit court judge out there sentenced her to a 10-year split sentence. Mm. Mm. She will serve two years in the Alabama Department of Corrections, followed by three years of supervised probation according to plea documents. If she violates her probation, she could spend the remainder of her sentence in prison. Uh, and she'll be required to register as a sex offender, too, of course. So. Uh, after her plea, uh, she was taken into custody down there by the sheriffs, and that's the end of that, and that's her story. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let me ask you What's a quick up? question, man. How old were these students? They said, they said under 19, so shit, if they were in high school, they got to be between 14 and 17 or so, especially down there because, you know, they... I, what I've always seen is they fast track their students. I call it, but they're always like it seems like they're a year or two ahead of us versus how we do school up this way. But oh, okay. I don't know. So, but yeah, okay. so yeah, they had to be between fourteen and seventeen. Plus, I'm thinking this way, man, and maybe I'm messed up for thinking this way. You know, but we're talking about a, a substitute teacher, right? So right. she's filling in for somebody. Right. First of all, now I'm thinking maybe you know I got left back a couple of times, and maybe I could be you know seventeen, eighteen. And at that point, you know, as a young man or whatever, gee, not I'm not condoning her actions because, right. you know, according to what a deviant sexual uh, act is, uh, it says here in some U.S. states, the legal term for any act of sexual gratification involving the sex or organs of one person in the mouth or anus of another, anus to mouth or involving invasion of the anus or vagina of one person by a foreign object manipulated by another person. That's what a deviant sexual act is. So there was some, there was something going on right there. But um, with that being the case, let me get that address when she gets convicted. I may need to go visit her to make sure that you. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> right? Because obviously, from what you just said. Somebody was giving some head somewhere in this whole scenario. There you go. All right. You know. Yeah, yeah. and some toys were involved as well. Toys were involved. There was a lot going on. So was, <laughs> I think there was a lot of uh, uh, what we call experiencing and exploration that was taking place with these with these uh, situations. And so. I hope the kids are all right because once again, these are minors, so you know yeah. we're not and, condoning and, that. And it could fuck your up. mind up. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. It could fuck your mind up. So uh, before we get out of here, I'm just going to ask you, have you had anything in your media bag this week that you want to speak on? So I'll tell y'all this first and foremost. We've been talking about this media bag thing for like the last two episodes or so. But I'll say this. We ain't going to mention everything that we've dealt with in media this week. But I'll let you go and say anything you want to say as far as what you listen to this week that you might think is interesting to people. You know? Um. I can't say uh, anything too interesting. We, you know, we spoke about something off the air, but that's common stuff. Uh, just, you know, up in Harlem, 14 uh, men were indicted on federal charges for running a year-long ring, uh, selling over 280 
grams of crack cocaine. And um, it's crazy because, you know, you walk the streets or you're here in New York and you see things and you would never think like, yo, this crack thing is still a dominant means of income for people that, you know, are forced to, to do what they have to do, especially during this COVID time. Mm-hmm. But to know that, um, you know, this, this particular drug is still out there in the community and, and, and you know, there's rings and organizations that are still pushing this thing forward. It's, it was just uh, eye-opening because, you know, mm-hmm. you would look and see this new New York as a, a gentrified place where it's all cleaned up, but really it's not. You know, that's what that's what was in my bag. Unfortunately, not something good, but, you know, that's what's happening in New York City and Harlem specifically. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that shit. You know. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, you do what you got to do. I get it. Believe me. I get it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm just going to leave that shit alone. But anyway. Yeah. I'm going to end the show. With one piece that was in my media bag. And this is kind of different type of shit I be listening to that gets me giddy. Because I listen to music now and it's just like, it doesn't take me any fucking weird with emotions. Like, <laughs> there's no weird. It mm-hmm. <laughs> can't make me sad. It can't make me happy. Nothing. So, <laughs> on this note, y'all, we about to get out of here. I want to thank y'all for t- continuing to listen to the show. Uh, we're going to yeah. have way better shows. Next week will be in show number 10. And uh, we're right. we just going to end this shit a little something like this, y'all. We out. Bye-bye. Peace. Well, I would like y'all to turn y'all MacBooks to page 304. Chapter whole 17. First prostitute verse. Now let's go First of all, coming from the Pippin, I know this mouth sound odd. But before you can get yourself right with the game, you gotta get yourself right with God. Two, now let's go pimpin'. Now you know a hoe, a hoe till she hold out and a pimpin' a pimp forever. Don't you ever believe that hoe with a pimpin' player? Not I never, not never. Three, now let's go pimpin'. Always stay seasoned with something exotic on your feet. With nothing but ism popping out your mouth every time a piece speak. Squares often get a misconception of the game. Yep. It ain't about the money. Nope. It ain't about the fame. Yeah. It ain't about collar popping or the wood grain. Materials come and go, but the game stay the same. Only thing that change it is the players in the name. Nowadays the rules missing niggas go against the grain. And bitches take any lane with a pinky ring. This is bigger than a hustle and a lifestyle, man. It's the game. The oldest profession. Yeah, that mean it came way before that crack hit uh-huh. Way before the gang bangers and the jackers Check scammers and it'll be here long thereafter We first let a gang, then let a pimpin' Then comes the whole one, this equals ism It gotta be in you or you won't get this Represent it right if it's something you're blessed with when a pimp move, we move in flocks and Jaguar Benz and Cadillac Bones. But always remember pimping when you're out on the hunt, man. You gotta do this shit here alone. Now let's go pimping. Now when you knock a bitch, give her the proper instructions with no hesitation. And don't just stand up pimping. You gotta stand tall, cause you're the prize in this situation. Now let's go pimping. Don't ever accept a bitch without a sufficient whole trap player. You'll fall. And if all that went accordingly, give her ex folks a courtesy call. Yeah. This is for my real time, damn P.I. Who kick it straight laces and don't tell no lies. Uh-huh. 
this is for them lonely out of town trips when your partners ain't around and it's just you in the bitch. You know, this is for the trip kicked in when the motherfucker's tripping cause he's drunk and he can't finish. Yeah. This is for the bust the kind of trips to the clinic cause you genuinely care about the health of your bitches. This is for the time you sent the bitch right down. She went to jail, you built her out and set her right back down. I got two words for you, man. Gray ham. All my real PIs know about the gray ham. This is for that one bitch that should have stayed down. Now she hitting you with block calls from grandma's house. This is for my real pimps across the nation who did it cross country in a one vacation. Always give Pippin his proper serving. Come to think of it, I should have made this number six. That way you'll know if you have a stand-up hoe, a thief, or an outright just faggot bitch. Now let's go Pippin. Hey, a true pimp would never look down on another pimp nowhere in America. Furthermore, for a worthless whore, it ain't what you got, it's the content of your character. Now let's go Pippin. Now, now you now. got all your shit together, play, it's time for you to stack it up. With tax IDs and lawyers in case the alphabet boys try to jack you up. Always keep that hoe chopped up from her head to her toe. Man, that part of the game ain't nothing new. Because you know that hoe that you put down could be a straight clown or just be a reflection of you. Oh! Tell him! Now let's go pimping. Put him on the track and move. The pimp commandment. Pimping know what to do. Now let's go pimping. Gotta stay true to the game. The pimp commandment. He's shining kind of red. Yeah, man. You know, I love this shit, man. Hey, remember that time, man, they told all our cars at the donut shop down there on Sunset? <laughs> they had every pimp in Hollywood catching calves, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, remember how we used to have an Orange County crack? We used to have that Harvard Boulevard on fire. Remember them town hall meetings they had in Inglewood about us? They, 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 they fucked around and put them up. Uh, no prostitutions on signs up on all the light poles, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Let's go pimping, man. Remember before they opened that Linwood jail? How LA County used to only make them hoes do 10%?